It's Friday night. And that means it's time for the Bresbet Racing Show here on Three Valleys Radio. We've got trainers. We've got jockeys. We've got tipsters. Plus all the news from the racing scene. Good evening and welcome to The Racing Show here on Three Valleys Radio. My name's A.D. Hopper. I'm here to take you through proceedings on the show today. And we're going to start, as we usually do, with all the news from the racing media with our man, Mike Padden. Hello and a very warm welcome along to this week's edition of all the news that is the news from the racing media. That includes Racing TV, The Racing Post and The Sporting Life. My name's Mike Padden and welcome along. We start with a story of a bit of sad news, really. Emma Lavelle has played tribute to Eclair Surf after the eight-year-old died on Sunday morning following a fall in the Randocks Grand National at Aintree. The classic chase winner suffered a head injury after falling at the third fence under Tom Bellamy and was treated by racecourse vets before being transferred to Liverpool University's Equine Hospital. In an update on social media, his trainer said, We are very sad to report that having sustained a traumatic head injury in yesterday's Grand National, Eclair Cerf lost his fight for life this morning. He was looked after at the racecourse by a team of first-class vets before being transferred to Liverpool University, where he was treated all night, but very sadly it was not to be. He was an incredibly special horse who was loved by everyone and will be missed terribly. Eclair Cerf, who was among the leading British contenders, won the classic chase at Warwick in January before finishing second to Scottish national winner Win My Wings in the Ida chase in February. He won four times from 13 starts, including three chase wins for Dominic Burke and Tim Sider, earning £999,485 in prize money. On Saturday, Paul Nolan confirmed Discarama suffered a fatal injury shortly before completing the first circuit of the Grand National. He was pulled up and dismounted by Brian Cooper and assessed after the race, but it was discovered he had sustained an untreatable pelvic injury. A number of changes have been made to the Grand National course in recent years to reduce the risk of equine fatalities, including in 2013 when softer plastic centres were added to the fences. And on a happier note, here's our next story here on the Racing News. This has long been the fairy tale horse race, but of all the stories told on Aintree's famous turf, Few have been so gloriously perfect as the one we witnessed on the sunny April afternoon when Sam Whaley Cohen, once the boy who dreamed of Grand National glory aboard a rocking horse, finally turned that dream to reality on his very last ride. 
Just days before his 40th birthday and sporting the silks of Father Robert Whaley Cohen, one of the most accomplished amateurs in jump racing history, bowed out in the most magnificent manner by becoming a Randolph's Grand National winner on Noble Yates. It was 11 years ago that the Whaley Cohens conquered the Cheltenham Festival's highest peak by winning the Gold Cup with Long Run. That was a day they will cherish forever, but the Grand National is the race they have cherished more than any other. In years gone by, they had finished 2nd, 4th, 5th and 8th, but it was with the help of a 50-to-1 novice chaser and the outrageously talented Emmett Mullins that the world's most famous steeplechase was finally won. It might have been a travesty had Sam Whaley Cohen never claimed the Grand National, given that of all the 40 jockeys who faced the starter in the contest's 174th running, he was much the most successful over the iconic fences with six wins to his name. The seventh came on an animal who made his debut over fences only in October, having run in a bumper as recently as 14 months ago. This doesn't feel real, said the winning rider, amidst a flurry of congratulations, which, via Twitter, even came from royalty in the guise of his friends, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. This could be a moment I wake up from, he added. It really could not be better, and it couldn't be any sweeter. It could also not have been timed more exquisitely, for it had been just two days earlier that Whaley Cohen announced he would retire after riding Noble Yates, a seven-year-old who the triumphant owner had bought only in February. The former Cheltenham chairman's latest shopping trip proved inspired, for Noble Yates proved more than equal to his supreme test, gamely holding off last year's third any second now, after the two Irish stayers fought out a protracted duel through the closing stages. Delta Work and Santini took third and fourth. I've nearly lost my voice from shouting too hard, said Whaley Cohen Sr. We've had such fun and amazing time together. I'm so proud because he rode the most brilliant race. We've had so many wonderful happy days together. The Gold Cup, two King Georges, the Betcher Chase, two Tophams, the Whitbread, the list goes on and on. I'm really sad it's over. He's extraordinary over these fences. If you could bottle it, you would. The man of the moment, typically modest, sought to play down his own tree accomplishments and failed to mention that it had been his own suggestion for Noble Yates to wear cheek pieces for the first time. You need a lot of luck and you need to be on the right horses, he said. I've also been able to ride a lot more over these fences than most of the other jockeys and experience does help. Honestly, though, I think it's luck. I also have to say thanks to Dad. He has supported me unwaveringly and lovingly when others said he should use another jockey. We've had a partnership and there has never been one crossword. It has only been for fun. Yet for all that this was fun, it was also poignant. For missing from the happy scene was Thomas Whaley Cohen, who died from cancer aged just 20 in 2004. This is a big family day and Thomas is part of it, but obviously he isn't here with us, said Sam who rode with his brother's initials on his saddle. I always think about him on these days. You need a lot of luck, and maybe he was Lady Luck today. As ever in the Grand National, luck eluded many of those taking part, including Rachel Blackmore, who exited with last year's winner Minella Times at the ninth fence. This was still, however, an Irish-dominated race, 
with the 32-year-old Mullins, one of Irish racing's most impressive young talents. It was a long-term plan, and it seems to have come off. I don't know how, said Mullins. We were probably more confident a month ago. The closer we got to it, everyone was talking up their chances, but the horse didn't know any different. The form was there, and that last circuit, everything just seemed to fall into place. Sam Whaley-Cohen, the owner of a large dental business, could confirm that. He also confirmed his retirement decision will not be revisited, which meant the nine-day whip ban he received will not prove costly. No, that's it, he insisted. I always wanted to go out on a high. I thought Thursday was going to be that high, but it doesn't get any better than this, so I'm out. Done. You can, however, be sure he will return to Aintree, just not as a jockey. One of my earliest memories is trying to ride the Grand National on a rocking horse when I was age five or six, he said, casting his mind back to how it all started. We always used to come here as kids. I can even remember there was an ice cream stall where you could get free tasters. This place was part of my childhood, and the thing that has kept me going year after year was knowing I could come back here and get a feeling like that. Aboard Noble Yates, a conveyance rather swifter than that rocking horse, Whaley Cohen experienced a feeling like no other. And next up, here on the Racing News. Despite being under a double penalty, Gitmaker battled valiantly in the two-mile, four-and-a-half furlong novice hurdle as trainer Jamie Snowden broke his record of wins in a season. The Lambourne-based trainer landed his 47th victory of the campaign, breaking his previous record of 46 when the season was halted before the coronavirus pandemic. We're delighted to beat the record, and it's a milestone for the business to get a winner at every jumps track, said Snowden. It's a fabulous team effort, and I'm very lucky with the team as well as the owners who support us. Under Kevin Brogan, who is also enjoying his best return, Gitmaker made it three wins from four starts over hurdles. He's a really exciting horse to go novice chasing with next season, said Snowden. He'll want to step up in trip and probably softer ground, but he's got away with winning, as it's always hard to win under a double penalty, and with the ground being more lively to what he likes. And next up, here on the Racing News. Morozov Cocktail was on hand to produce a winning performance in the two-mile, seven-and-a-half furlong handicap chase for the father and son partnership of Tim and William Easterby. Tim, who trains the six-year-old at his North Yorkshire stables, picked up a 12th victory of the season as he continues to enjoy his best term since 2014. And Mutasarbek, who this time last year was emerging as a dog horse for the 2000 Guineas, got his four-year-old career off to a perfect start when he landed the conditioned stakes for Shadwell and Charlie Hills. Ridden by Jim Crowley, Mutasarbek was not disgraced in the Newmark Classic, finishing seventh, but had been off since August. Hills was keen to get a run into the classy colt and was thrilled with his effort. I had what was the Lancashire Stakes in mind, but that wasn't for a few weeks, and he was in great form, so he thought he'd be better off having a run rather than waiting until... He's done really well from three to four, and I think we did the right thing giving him time off at the end of last season. This time last year he won well at Newmarket, but then he was thrown in at the deep end in the Guineas, and it never really worked. We thought we'd start him off lower this year and work our way up to that level again. I think seven furlongs and a mile is his trip, and he'll probably go for that listed race at Leicester next.
Mutasabek is an invisible spirit homebred out of Ganati, who won the thousand guineas in 2009 for Hill's father Barry. I hope we haven't seen the best of him, the trainer added. He's a lovely looking horse, and his attitude has been fantastic this year and today, because he could be a bit stressy last year. And finally, here on the racing news, we'll pop back to Sam Whaley Cohen's outstanding feat. Jockeys, past and present, hailed Sam Whaley Cohen as the outstanding amateur rider of his generation after he added the world's most famous race to an amazing hall featuring the Cheltenham Gold Cup and two King Georges. Whaley Cohen, who will turn 40 next week, has shown his riding talent at Cheltenham, Kempton and many other racecourses. But his record over the Grand National course defined his career with his victory on Noble Yates, his seventh success over the famous fences. Legendary rider Barry Geraghty, a Grand National winner himself who retired at the age of 40 in 2020, said, What a way to sign off. It's absolutely unbelievable. He's had a brilliant record here for years. He's a great rider who has won the Gold Cup and now the Grand National. No amateur has a better CV than that. He's a brilliant rider. He was a true amateur, but he was no amateur as an opponent. He's a brilliant horseman and he's shown it every time he's gone out in the national course where he excels. Retired rider Andrew Thornton, who won the 1998 Cheltenham Gold Cup on Cool Dawn, praised Whaley Cohen's longevity and professionalism. The glorious reward for which came with victory in the national on his last ride as he became the first amateur to win the race since Marcus Armitage in 1990. I followed him around here many times. He always seems to be in the right place. Confidence is everything over those fences, and he's not had bad experiences. That's his seven win from 30-something rides. It's phenomenal, said Thornton. He didn't have that many rides a season, but he's always been sharp and meticulous with fitness. He's an amateur in name and was a professional in every way he went about it. He's got a very successful business. If he wanted to be a jockey, he could have been a jockey end of story. But he's a very intelligent lad and he made the right decision to stay amateur. To go out and do what he's done, I tip my hat to him, continued Thornton. Tom Scudamore, who early in his career rode as an amateur alongside Whaley Cohen, competed against the retiring rider for the last time. Speaking after he pulled up cloth cap, Scudamore said, It's a fairy tale, isn't it? I've known him for a very long time and we've spent our whole careers together. What he's achieved as an amateur is incredible. To win a gold cup, a King George and a Grand National. He should be very proud of his achievements. Whaley Cohen won the Gold Cup and the two King Georges on the Nicky Henderson trained long run, also in his father Robert's brown and orange silks. Henderson said, We've had a wonderful times together. It's been phenomenal. They're a great family, great friends, and what a way to go out. You can't think of anything better. Well, this has been the Racing News, with all the news that is the news from the Racing TV, the Racing Post, and the Sporting Life. I'm Mike Padden. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next time. Now let's find out where we can go racing this weekend. There are seven races over the jumps at Newton Abbott with a one o'clock start. Seven races over the jumps at Carlisle with a 109 start. Seven races on the flat at Musselboro, 132 start. Seven races on the flat at Newbury with a 150 start. Seven races over the jumps at Haydock with a 209 start. And seven races on the flat 
at Lingfield on the all-weather with a 4.25 start. There's also racing at Fairy House in Ireland with a, a jumps race at 4.50 and six races on the flat at Nottingham with a 5.07 start. And on Sunday, there are seven races over the jumps at Fosslas with a one o'clock start, seven races over the jumps at Market Raisin with a 1.53 start, seven races on the flat at Newbury with a 2.11 start, Seven races over the jumps at Plumpton, 2.15 start. Seven races on the flat at Southall All Weather with a 2.32 start. And three races over the jumps at Fairy House with a 3.10 start. Well, what a race the Grand National turned out to be. Sam Wadekine cruised home in what was to be his last ride as an amateur. And yet he goes and wins the last ride he has in the Grand National on Noble Yates. Fantastic achievement and many, many congratulations to him from all of us here at the racing show. We managed to get jockey reaction from two riders in the race, uh, the fourth and the fifth in actual fact. So uh, first of all, we spoke to Nick Schofield and then we spoke to Brendan Powell. Well, good evening, Nick. Uh, it's good of you to talk to us. You must still be on cloud nine, aren't you? Yeah, fantastic result. Um, obviously finishing fourth in the Grand National. Um, yeah, Santini was brilliant, as was his trainer, Polly Gundry. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we were first to the British trained horses home, which is an achievement in itself. Yeah. And, um, he picked up a nice prize for, for, for finishing fourth. And, um, yeah, no, it was brilliant for everyone connected, his owners, his breeder, um, and obviously Polly Gundry. Yeah. At what point in the race did you sort of, think well wow we're going quite well here we maybe we'll be on for something yeah we had a plan going out just to sort of hunt around the first circuit and get 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 him used to the fences and then sort of ride a race from there because it's four and a half miles and um yeah so the first circuit we did did that i sort of followed a few of the fancied ones round and um and just going out onto the second circuit i i sort of um switched him to the inside and started riding the race um we ended up following sam whaley cohen the, the winner of the race yeah uh, most of the way around on the second circuit so um yeah he, he jumped immaculately the whole way around i don't think he made a resemblance of a mistake and he was brilliant round beaches canal turn and um yeah we we turned in i thought we had every chance turning in and just because the ground had dried out too much for him we couldn't quite pick up uh, um, yeah. Unfortunately for the horse, he he had really has, hasn't had his conditions all year. But if it did come up soft, who knows what would have happened? But um, he's run a tremendous race yeah. um, on that ground. That's probably not his favourite ground. So um, yeah, to finish fourth um, was brilliant, really. I bet you must have felt chuffed as nuts, didn't you? Yeah, I've sort of I've finished third and fourth now. So yeah, yeah. it's the race we all want to win and. Um, I'm, not, I'm not dismissing that. Um, it would be nice to win. I thought we had a squeak turning in. Yeah. But sort of yeah. on the Friday night, I sort of knew when the rain didn't come, it yeah. probably wasn't in our favour. But um, he still ran his heart out. And, um, you know, if, it, if we did get a soft ground national next year, you never know. He would have a big chance. What are his plans now? Do, anything? Is, is he going to go and have a rest now and that'll be it for this season? Yeah, I, I don't, yeah I'd, I'd imagine so. There's nothing really um for him now because he's so, so highly rated yeah, yeah um so i would um would imagine that'll be it I, I know. Uh, well uh, 
thank you ever so much for coming on. I mean, you know, I know you've been racing again today. Hexham or something, was it today? Oh, I had a few spins for Paul Henderson up there. They ran right well enough. Um, yeah. That was probably a bit a bit quick for both of them. So, um, um, yeah, we, we've got a day off tomorrow, Tuesday. Oh, so, um, right then. Yeah. But, and then I've um, got some lovely rides at Cheltenham on Wednesday. So um, looking okay. forward to that. Right. Well, I'm very chuffed to have with me Mr. Brendan Powell. Brendan, good evening. Nice to have me on. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Um, got to talk to you, first of all, about Fiddler. Um, <coughs> I watched the race intently as my £10 each way went round on your back. Um, <laughs> and I was beginning to get quite excited towards the end, I have to say. Um, and it was ironic that uh, I'm sure you know Nick Schofield fairly well. Nick, Nick comes on our show every week. Uh, so I'd done him as well on Santini. So you mm. two were sort of getting primed up. What did it feel like at that sort of, you know, when you were getting fairly close to the end? I mean, you must have been moving up steadily. You seemed to be anyway. Yeah, um, I got a foot on the roof. He gave me a fantastic ride um, over those fences. It was obviously his first time in the race and running over running over those fences. Um, I got I started to get a little bit excited between uh, the third last and second last fence. And uh, yeah. that was when we started to get a bit competitive and... Um, yeah, look, he 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 ran an absolute blinder, um, but just the the first the first sort of two or three horses pulled away, and and I like, kept plugging away. He he ran an absolute brilliant race to finish fifth. Yeah, and and what was the uh, what was the feeling within the stable when you know because uh, Lost in Translation went off like a a bat out of hell fairly well, didn't he? And he he held the the lead or the joint lead for quite a while, didn't he? Really. Yeah, he did. He, he he ran a really good race for a long way, and he he showed a lot of his old zest, which was good. Um, he, his form had been a little bit hit, hit and miss all season, but he seemed to really enjoy himself. So, um, you know, he could be the sort of horse that could come back there next year, but um, yeah. might even aim him for something like the Topham, you know, over a little yeah. bit shorter. Um, but no, I think um, I think the the yard were absolutely over the moon with with how the pair of them went, and you know, they they both come back safe and sound, and um, and and ran two really really you know respectable races. When you saw um, Lost in Translation, you know, going off like he did, did you begin to question your choice? I'll be honest, Adi, I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really focused on Lost in Translation on the way around. I was just no. focused on what I was doing <laughs> no. and, and the fences coming up. So, yeah, okay. um, yeah, it wasn't really, it wasn't really until um, we've we've started to turn in sort of from the back of three out where I've actually gone past loss and translation. That was kind of the first time I actually sort of really took any notice of him. So, yeah. um, no, no, okay. throughout the race, I, I wasn't really too worried on what, you know, what everyone else is doing. Good answer. Good answer, mate. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, you know, what did it feel like? I mean, the whole experience, I mean, it must be a hell of a thrill to, to, well, first of all, to ride a, a, a class horse, and then secondly, to take those fences and and, and get a, get away with not falling off and, and you know knocking them and what have you. Yeah, I mean, I've I've um, I've ridden in the race a few times, but he's by far the you know the best horse I've ridden in the race, and and I had the best chance, and um, you know to, just to be part of the the meeting and the race itself is is brilliant for for any jockey. So um, you know to to go and finish in the money was um, was even better. Yeah, absolutely. And did you have a good party in the evening afterwards, or was it back to work the next day? Back to work the next day. I had a couple of rides at Wincanton, so um, we did actually. We did actually. Myself, and my girlfriend stayed up, and we. Um, there was a few of us went out for a bit of dinner in um, Saturday evening, and uh, and then headed back down Sunday morning. But um, yeah, there was there wasn't much partying going on. It was back to work the next day. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, 
people don't under, I think they don't understand how just how how hard a job a jockey is. I mean, when you consider all the mileage you've got to drive, apart from the mileage you do on the horses. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's non-stop really. I mean, we get we get um we get a two-week break in in August and uh, and a few other days here and there throughout the summer, but um it's it's kind of an all-year-round job really. So um yeah, there isn't too much time to to, to stop and party. I mean, there's you know when you get the opportunity, you you, you know you, you you take it to go um to go you know go away and and yeah. and sort of celebrate celebrate the good days, but um can't get too carried away. Well, at least you had some celebration to do anyway, because you know you rode a great race, and both you and the horse. I hope you gave the horse a carrot or a polo mint or something afterwards. Um, but well yeah. done, mate. You know it was a pleasure to be sort of involved, although we were obviously right on the periphery. But you know I was cheering you on, and you and Nick together, and uh, it got to be quite a race in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and um, you know, it's, like you said, um, Nick Schofield, Toss Santini, ran an absolute blind. I think we were the the first two home of the English trained horses, I believe. So yeah, um, yeah. no, it was good to good to carry the flag. Yeah. Well, best of luck for next year, and next year you'll be first. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a good go. Thanks, yeah. Eddie. Thank you. Anyway, well done to all our jockeys, and uh, obviously well done again to Sam Whaley Cohen for a great victory for him. Now we've got news of a new racing club that's about to start. It's called the British Horse Racing Club, and have a listen to this, and this will tell you all you need to know. Right, well, hi, Claire. Uh, I gather you are part of a regenerated British racing club. Yes, we, uh, we're very excited to take over the British Racing Club from Rupert Fowler, who did a brilliant job with it um, over the the past sort of five years he uh he got a great following and um had, they had some really fun times and there's a really enthusiastic bunch of members who've rejoined so we're having a great time and um yeah we're just spreading the word and and hoping that more people jump on board now for those of the, our listeners that don't exactly know what the um you know the british racing club does represents can you uh, explain it all in, in, in words of one syllable. Yeah, we um, we try and offer the racehorse ownership experience to to every racing fan who, who wants to be a part of it, really. we mm-hmm. um, For £55 a month, we have six horses in training uh, across the country um, with, you know, lots of events, lots of obviously days out at the races and stable visits um, and just trying to get people on the first you know step of the ladder to to owning racehorses it's um we have a slightly unique um model in that we lease horses rather than buy them which allows us to get some really classy types of horses uh for you know the the price that we're charging and it's a it's a really nice way for people to to have a go and dip their toe into it and, and decide whether or not it's for them and so if if for example i was to say okay here's my 55 pounds a month um, how many horses do I get? Are they flat horses? Are they jump horses? Um, can you enlarge a little bit on that side of it? Yeah, so we've got um, we've currently got five horses, and we're looking for our sixth. Um, for, for your membership, you're you're part of you're part of the club which races all all six horses. Yeah. Um, so you get plenty of year round action. We've got uh, four flat horses and one jumper at the moment um aiming to keep that pretty much 50 50 as we move forward uh, just the timing year of the time of year we've uh, we've had to go with a few more flat horses to get started but it should provide us with plenty of fun this summer um and then yeah we'll we'll sort of replace them as we as we go through to the autumn and uh, get a few more jumpers and um 
that hopefully then provides everyone with as you know as many days out as possible, as much action and and excitement as we can give them. Yeah. Now, uh, of the four flat horses, um, where are they trained? So we've got two in Newmarket in the home of horse racing. We've got one with George Bowie and one with Tom Clover, one unraced two-year-old and, and one older filly who's sort of ready to crack on now. Yeah. We've got one with Tinsterby in Yorkshire, who she's a very well-bred. She's a half-sister to a Group 1 winner, and she's we're really excited about her. Mm-hmm. And then we've got one in Lambourne with uh, with Tom Ward, yeah. um, who, again, is an older filly who's who should be running in some top-class races this summer. So we're really excited about the team we've got. And uh, our plans are to sort of keep expanding across the country. We our next horse is going to be in Scotland. Then we'll be looking to for another horse in the Midlands and probably moving across into the West Country. Um, the British Racing Club previously had horses with Philip Hobbs and we'd be def- definitely looking to move back to that, that part of the world again. Yeah, well, there's loads down around our way, that's for certain, because uh, yeah. you know I, I'm right in the thick of it down here. I've got Harry Fry not up well, about four miles up the road. I've got uh, Jack Barber. Uh, Anthony Honeyball, he's about two miles away. So uh, yeah, there's plenty of action down here in the West Country, that's for certain. Um, so of those 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 four, because um, you you have got sort of um, what shall I say relations with um, with hot to trot racing, haven't you? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So our founding um, partners, our, our directors, are um, Luke Lillingston and Sam Hoskins, who successfully run hot trot racing i do a bit of work for hot trot as well um luke and sam set up hot trot 10 years ago uh on the same model of leasing horses which um then has allowed them to build up some some incredible relationships with breeders and owners across uh, britain and ireland um and that's that's why we're so lucky that we get to lease some top class horses they've had some some fantastic fillies over the past 10 years they've had royal ascot winner and they've had plenty of group success and we hope that you know the quality of of horse that we've managed to acquire this year would allow us to hopefully uh, just provide the british racing club members with as much fun as the hot trot members get yeah, with well, a I... slightly better type of horse than um syndicates are often able to to race yeah absolutely well i'm a, i'm a hot to truster i have to admit um i have been for the last two years now i think um and yes it's been it's been great i mean the first year that i was involved we had curious and we had heartwarming and um oh you know it was great i mean curious won won a group race and then won a, a listed race as well so um yeah we had some great fun and, and you know i can recommend to anybody listening if they've got any doubts about it don't 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 hang about get in there because it's a great a great way of getting involved in racing really isn't it yeah it's um like i say it's a, it's a the chance for you know for any of us who wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to to get involved with some really really high class horses and and have the the chance of racing at the very highest level of the the chance of being in the paddock at Royal Ascot or at Cheltenham and yeah. you know that's what any any racehorse owner would dream of so it's it's about giving the access to as many people as possible and um, for 55 pounds a month we, we think that you know for most people that's quite doable and mm. um it, it's 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 a, quite a unique opportunity to to race horses of that quality so uh, we're really excited about it and we just can't wait to to see the silks back on the track now 
And what about prize money? Do you do you get involved with prize money at all to the to the members? Yeah, so the the prize money is um, it's divided equally between the number of members at the time. So um, yeah. you know, everybody gets their equal equal share. And and how many um, you know members generally do you, would you anticipate having? Do you think? I mean, I know it's obviously sort of restarted now, but I presume you've got you know a, a, a reasonable sort of nucleus of own or well members, I suppose not owners, but members. Um, involved already yeah so we're, yeah you say it's early days and um, we're, we're still we're still um quite small at the moment but we'd be hoping to get up to 400 or 500 members that's our kind of that's our aim yeah and um as we get to to that sort of number we can start increasing the number of horses and and you know that that's very much the model we're going to go on is you know once we once we've got enough people enough support we uh we we keep we keep reinvesting in more horses so yeah. um yeah it's it, it, it's hopefully over this summer going to really take off with plenty of events and, and other and you know days out on the race course and you're going to be a busy busy girl up there are you uh, I, yeah we're looking at the events calendar at the moment <laughs> i'm not going to be spending much time at home but that's that's the way we want it really yeah that's fine um now i presume you've got some sort of a website that people can have a look at so can you give us the website address yeah, we've, we're at www.britishracingclub.co.uk and we're on um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, yeah, we'd love to have any support from, from your listeners. Good. OK, well, thank you, Claire. That is great. I hope you get a big take up from this. Um, obviously, you know, I, I would recommend it, as I said earlier, because I, I, it's, it's very similar to Hot to Trot. And I've had great fun with Hot to Trot, so... Uh, I can recommend the whole principle of it, really. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. Best of luck. Thank you very much for having me on. No problem at all, Claire. Thank you very much for coming on. Well, that was Claire from the British Racing Club, which uh, sounds like a very interesting proposition for all of you people that want to get involved in horse racing. Well, it's all over, and uh, congratulations to Sam Whaley-Cohen for winning the Grand National. What a fantastic story that is. His last race as an amateur... And he goes and wins the Grand National. I mean, that is fantastic, isn't it, really? So, well done to him. Uh, fortunately, our two contributors, um, Nick Schofield and Brendan Powell, who are going to come on and have a little chat with us in a minute, uh, they did very well. Um, Nick came in fourth on Santini and Brendan fifth on Fiddler on the Roof, which was great. So, uh, we'll be hearing from them now just to see what sort of a race they felt they had. And also we can hear from Jamie Snowden, who broke his record uh, of wins in a season with um, Gitmaker. What a great name for a horse that is, isn't it? Gitmaker. I love it. So let's start off with by hearing from Brendan Powell as to what he thought of his ride on Fiddler on the Roof, which came in fifth. Right, well, I'm very chuffed to have with me Mr. Brendan Powell. Brendan, good evening. Nice to have me on. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Um, got to talk to you, first of all, about Fiddler. Um <coughs> I watched the race intently as my £10 each way went round on your back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was beginning to get quite excited towards the end, I have to say. Um, and it was ironic that uh, I'm sure you know Nick Schofield fairly well. Nick Nick comes on our show every week. Uh, so I'd done him as well on Santini. So you mm. two were sort of getting primed up. What did it feel like at that sort of you know, when you were getting fairly close to the end. I mean, you must have been moving up steadily. You seem to be anyway. Yeah, um, I got a foot on the roof. He gave me a fantastic ride um, over those fences. It was obviously his first time in the race and running over running over those fences um, 
I got I started to get a little bit excited between uh, the third last and second last fence, and uh, yeah. that was when we started to get a bit competitive. And um, yeah, look, he 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 ran an absolute blinder, um, but just the the first the first sort of two or three horses pulled away, and and I like, kept plugging away. He he ran an absolute brilliant race to finish fifth. Yeah. And and what was the uh, what was the feeling within the stable when you know because uh, Lost in Translation went off like a a bat out of hell fairly well didn't he and he he held the the lead or the joint lead for quite a while didn't he really Yeah he did he he, he ran a really good race for a long way and he he showed a lot of his old zest which was good um he, his form had been a little bit hit, hit and miss all season but he seemed to really enjoy himself so um you know he could be the sort of horse that could come back there next year but um. Yeah might even aim him for something like the top of him, you know, over a little yeah. bit shorter. Um but no, I think um I think the the yard were absolutely over the moon with, with how the pair of them went and you know, they they both come back safe and sound and um and, and ran two really, really you know, respectful races. When you saw um Lost in Translation, you know, going off like he did did you begin to question your choice? I'll be honest, Adi. I I wasn't really I wasn't really focused on Lost in Translation on the way around. I was just no. focused on what I was doing <laughs> and, and the fences coming up. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't really it wasn't really until um, we've we've started to turn in sort of from the back of three out where I've actually gone past Lost in Translation. That was kind of the first time I actually sort of really took any notice of him. So, yeah. um, no, no, okay. throughout the race, I, I wasn't really too worried on what you know what everyone else is doing. Good answer, good answer, mate. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, what did it feel like? I mean, the whole experience. I mean, it must be a hell of a thrill to, to well, first of all, to ride a, a, a class horse, and then secondly, to take those fences and and, and get a, get away with not falling off and, and you know knocking them and what have you. Yeah, I mean, I've I've um, I've ridden in the race a few times, but he's by far the you know the best horse I've ridden in the race, and and I had the best chance, and um, you know to, just to be part of the the meeting and the race itself is is brilliant for for any jockey. So um, you know to to go and finish in the money was um, was even better. Yeah, absolutely. And did you have a good party in the evening afterwards, or was it back to work the next day? Back to work the next day. I had a couple of rides at Wincanton, so um, we did actually, we did actually, myself, and my girlfriend stayed up, and we, um, there's a few of us went out for a bit of dinner in uh, Saturday evening, and uh, and then headed back down Sunday morning. But um, yeah, there was there wasn't much partying going on. It was back to work the next day. Yeah, I suppose uh, people don't. Under, I think they don't understand how just how how hard a job a jockey is. I mean, when you consider all the mileage you've got to drive. Apart from the mileage you do on the horses, yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's non-stop really. I mean we get we get um we get a two-week break in in August and uh, and a few other days here and there throughout the summer, but um it's it's kind of an all-year-round job really. So um yeah, there isn't too much time to, to to stop and party. I mean there's you know when you get the opportunity you you, you know you. You, you take it to go um to go you know go away and and yeah. and sort of celebrate the good days but um can't get too carried away well at least you had some celebration to do anyway because you know you rode a great race and both you and the horse i hope you gave the horse a carrot or a polar mint or something afterwards um but well yeah. done mate you know it was a pleasure to be sort of involved although we were obviously right on the periphery but you know i was cheering you on and you and nick together and uh it got to be quite a race at the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and um, you know, it's, like you said, um, Nick Schofield, Toss Santini ran an absolute blind. I think we were the the first two home of the English trained horses, I believe. So, yeah, um, yeah. no, it was good to good to carry the flag. Yeah. Well, best of luck for next year, and next year, 
you'll be first, okay? Thank you. Oh, God, give it a good go. Thanks, yeah. AD. Thank you. Well, that was Brendan Powell, uh, who was fifth on Fiddler on the Roof. And now we're going to talk to our regular guest on the show, Nick Schofield, who came in fourth on Santini. Well, good evening, Nick. Uh, it's good of you to talk to us. You must still be on cloud nine, aren't you? Yeah, fantastic result. Um, obviously, finishing fourth in the Grand National. Um, yeah, Santini was brilliant, as was his trainer, Polly Gundry. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, we were first to the British trained horses home, which is an achievement in itself. And um, he picked up a nice prize for for, for finishing fourth. And um, yeah, no, it was brilliant for everyone connected, his owners, his breeder, um, and obviously Polly Gundry. Yeah. At what point in the race did you sort of think, well, wow, we're going quite well here. We maybe we'll be on for something. Yeah, we had a plan going out just to sort of hunt around the first circuit and get 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 him used to the fences and then sort of ride a race from there because it was four and a half miles. And um, yeah, so the first circuit we did did that. I sort of followed a few of the fancied ones round and um, then just going out onto the second circuit, I I sort of um, switched him to the inside and started riding a race. Um, we ended up following Sam Whaley Cohen, the, the winner of the race, yeah. uh, most of the way around on the second circuit. So um yeah, he, he jumped immaculately the whole way around. I don't think he made a resemblance of a mistake. And he was brilliant round Beaches Canal Turn. And, um, yeah, we we turned in. I thought we had every chance turning in. And just because the ground had dried out too much for him, we couldn't quite pick up. Uh, um, yeah. Unfortunately for the horse, he, he had really has, hasn't had his conditions all year. But if it did come up soft, who knows what would have happened. But um he's run a tremendous race um yeah. on that ground that's probably not his favorite ground so um yeah to finish fourth um was brilliant really i bet you must have felt chuffed as nuts didn't you yeah I, I, i've sort of i've finished third and fourth now so yeah, yeah. it's the race we all want to win and um i'm not, I'm not dismissing that um, it'd be nice to win i thought we had a squeak turning in yeah but sort of yeah. on the friday night i sort of knew when the rain didn't come, it yeah. probably wasn't in our favour. But um, he still ran his heart out, and um, you know, if, it, if we did get a soft ground national next year, you never know; he would have a big chance. What are his plans now? Do, anything? Is, is he going to go and have a rest now, and that'll be it for this season? Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine so. There's nothing really um, for him now because he's so, so highly rated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would. Um, would imagine that'll be it. I, I, yeah, I had a few spins for Paul Henderson up there. They ran right well enough. Um, yeah. That was probably a bit a bit quick for both of them. So um, um, yeah, we we got a day off tomorrow, Tuesday. Oh, so um, right then. yeah, but, and then um, got some bubbly rides at Cheltenham on Wednesday. So um, looking okay. forward to that. Must be a fair old drive though. Where is Hexham exactly? I'm not even sure where it is. I know it's. Uh, I was, I was very. I would. I would tell you I drove, but um, I was quite fortunate. I had I flew, flew up so. Good. Okay then, uh, Nick. Well, look, thanks ever so much, and congratulations for the fourth. And uh, you know, yeah. I had a tenner each way on it, so I, I had the H way, so that was all right. And I had, I oh, had, that's good. I had fifty to one as well, so that was even better. So, oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, well, in fact, you? well, now we're going to catch up with Jamie Snowden, who, although he didn't have a runner in the Grand National, he did pass his personal best for the season, which was great news. So. Let's have a listen to what Jamie's got to say. Well, hi, Jamie. There's uh, an old git here wants to talk to you about Gitmaker. Oh, very well done, AD. I like, like what you did there. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you must be pleased with him, though, to beat your record. Oh, he's, he's been a star this season. He's, he's won three of his four starts, which is, um, which is some achievement. And, uh, 
and obviously winning winning at Newcastle on on Saturday, not only did he um, did he give us our, our our sort of personal best for the season in terms of numbers of winners, but um, it, it, a, a personal sort of um, bonus is that is that uh, winning at Newcastle. Newcastle was our final track, and so we've now done the clean sweep, and we've had a winner at every jumps track in the UK. Oh, that's an achievement in itself, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a sort of pers- a personal milestone, I think, is what we call it. Yeah, quite. And makes up for the fact you didn't have a, a runner in the Grand National, no doubt. Oh, there we go. Ne- next year, Eddie. Yeah, definitely. Winner next year, Jamie. Got to be. Quite right. Think positive. And um, so it's a bit of a, a strange week. The day off today, Tuesday, no racing at all. Um, what have you got over the weekend? Have you got anything lined up over the weekend? Yeah, we've got um, we've got we've got three tomorrow, two at two at Cheltenham, one at one at Aintree, um, and then we've got one on um, one on Thursday down at Exeter, um, and then nothing Friday, obviously, and then a few a few entered over over the weekend, Saturday and through Sunday, and Monday. Yeah, quite a quite a quite a bit of racing around around the place. Can you concentrate just on the ones over the weekend? What what have you got running over the weekend? I've got lots of entries actually yeah. um, this weekend. So um, and, and quite a few double entered and entered all over. So um, I, I actually don't, to be honest with you, I don't know who's going where yet. Right. Um, right. So we've 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 got we've got a lot entered up, and a lot depends on on if the what the ground does and opposition and what have you. So yeah. um, should, should should be a busy time of it. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out and see where you find that, finally end up racing them anyway. But um, exactly, end of the season's coming up. So um, you know, looking back on it, has it been a pretty good season for you? Yeah, personal best, um, AD. Uh, 40, yeah, 47 winners, um, four hundred and fifty thousand pounds of prize money. Um, it's been a been a, been a great season, um, really really great season. So uh, yeah, there's still ten days left. So um, it would be wonderful if we could get to fifty winners. That that would be uh, that'd be great. But um, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how the next ten days goes. And of course, uh, then you've got uh, the end of the season, and then and then you've got a day off, and then you start again, which I always think is a bit bizarre way to do things. But um, it, it is a funny, fun, funny old business, isn't, isn't it? Yeah. So there, there is actually a, a week off. It ends on the Saturday and starts again the following Monday. So there is actually a week of a week of no racing. But um, uh, you know, there's still plenty of work to be done back at home, even when there's no racing. So it won't be an opportunity for you to sneak off for a, a few days break then. No, the the kids go back to school as well. So they uh, they go. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're on they're on they're on their holidays at the moment, but they go back to school. So uh, that that week when there's no racing, um, the kids are at school. Lucy's working. Uh, my wife's working, and uh, we'll we'll get set. We'll get most of the horses away on their their summer holidays. But um, there'll still be a few in for the summer, and there's you know steam cleaning and painting and everything. Lots of jobs to be done at home. Yeah. Ready ready for it all kick kickstarting the following week. And have you got, you know, in your mind, have you got many lined up for the start of the new season or will you have a quiet start? Yeah, I think I think we'll, we'll have about 10 in for the summer uh, in total. Um, uh-huh. So we'll, we'll, it's always nice if we can get a few winners on the board early on, if you can, that always, always sort of eases the pressure slightly. But um, yeah, there, there, there should be a few in for, for, for the summer and keep, keep going and away we go for another season again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, mate, congratulations on your personal best. I think that's great. And, uh, you know, we look forward to talking to you next season, which is 10 days away. <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah, definitely. So, so that... You're very, very kind, AD. Thank you. No, no. It's been great having you on the show. And, you know, long may it continue. So, thanks for that, Jamie. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Okay. Cheers, AD. Speak to you soon. Cheers for now. Take care. Bye-bye. All the best. Bye. Bye-bye. Regular listeners to the show will be aware that uh, Charlie Mann and a group of 
uh, Lambourne uh, Horse Racing Fraternity have travelled across to Ukraine to take over some uh, badly needed uh, humanitarian goods in terms of food and food for the animals as well as the uh, human beings. And uh, we've been keeping an eye on what they've been doing. And uh, I got hold of Charlie today. They're on their way back now, having been shot at, would you believe? But this is what Charlie had to tell us today. Well, good morning, Charlie. Um, nice to catch up with you again. Uh, can you give us an update on exactly how things are going uh, with regard to the project uh, in Ukraine? We're heading towards Spain now, I think. We took a wrong turn at Krakow. And um, I've just seen the person with a sombrero going past. Oh, right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going all right. But um, we, we we gave all our humanitarian aid to a refugee camp yesterday. And um, no, it was all, all quite humbling, actually, I must say. Yeah. And, and how far are you now from? I mean, are you still heading for Ukraine or, or now that you've given it away or what? I know we're, we're on our way back now. We've, um, we, took, we took two days to get down there. Yeah. And then we uh, offloaded everything yesterday. And uh, we're now we're now we're now on our way back. Well, drive safely. <laughs> Thank you. I will. And uh, we've um, got but, in the back. We got Jim at the front. So yeah, we're all right. Where, whereabouts did you actually? Um, you know, you know, how far did did you get actually into Ukraine, or very close, or what? Yeah, we were on the front line. Yeah, um, I think Jim. You were shot at, weren't you? Really? College just yeah, we just missed Jim. Um, and uh, we we saw a lot of Russians, and um, we've seen convoys on the way back all over the place. But we've been in a war zone, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, but it must have been a bit hairy if you're getting shot at as well when you're only trying to do a. a yeah. Duck, no. It's. Uh... Oh, she ducked luckily first, and then. I hit the deck. And it was good. Yeah, we enjoyed it anyway. I don't think I'd enjoy getting shot at, but still, uh, each to his own. <laughs> but no, well done, Charlie. I'm, yeah, I'm glad yeah. it's. I'm glad it's. Yeah. You know, it's proved to be successful, and uh, you know, let's hope it'll it'll bring a bit of uh, a bit of comfort to the Ukrainians. Anyway. All right. Nice to talk to you, anyway. And you, sir. Thank you very All much. Right. Bye. Bye yeah. for now. Good luck. Well, that was Charlie Mann on his way back from taking some uh, humanitarian aid to the refugees in Ukraine. Uh, at this point, they're on their way back through Spain. But it shows that British racing has got a heart. Well, now we're going to concentrate on the flat. And uh, we've got our two experts coming on to give you some information as to where to put your money. And we're going to start with trainer Richard Fuller. Good evening, Richard. Glad to have you on the show. I trust all's fine with you. Not too bad. Hope you're well. Yeah, not too bad at all. And uh, obviously, you know, quite enjoying the... Uh, coverage of ITV of the uh, flat racing over the last couple of days. I expect you have as well. What do you make of it all? Yeah, yeah, it's just building up now, isn't it, for the flat season ahead. Lots of exciting trials going on and building up for the 1,000 to 2,000 guineas. So a few clues this week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, are you going to give us your expert view as to what the clues are? Well, Native Trails just won today. The Craven Stakes, uh, not many fashionably have gone for this race in the past. But um, trainer Charlie Appleby was keen to get this rather large horse bang into the um, into a race beforehand, a little trial beforehand, because he's such a big horse. Last year he won the Dewhurst. He looked like the best two-year-old by fair away last year. And he's such a big horse, but he's sort of developed and strengthened himself. And he was pretty impressive today uh, with William Buick on board for Charlie Appleby. And he is favourite for the Guineas, about seven to four shot, I think. And, you know, he, he he's obviously a worthy favourite. But there's a few there that I think... Um, challenge him as it were and Caribus uh, for the same connections worked this morning goes straight to the guineas but worked on the course this morning about nine o'clock 
and apparently impressed all. So Caribus is a second favourite. So Charlie Appleby has a strong hand in the 2000 guineas. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Tell me something. Do you, you, they were talking about it on ITV that he was a little, or he could be a little bit headstrong, uh, the horse. Um, and then you notice that they've got their own man down at the actual starting stalls. Do you think that makes much of a difference when they've got their own man down there as opposed to the normal run-of-the-mill guys? Well, he's a three-year-old colt, and uh, he's, a, he's a big, strong lad. Uh, weighs fa- 542 kilograms. He's a fairly big lad. Yeah. And racehorse is, you know, a three-year-old colt, so they've got a mind of their own at times, and they just need controlling. And luckily, racehorse is surrounded by professionals. But um, Charlie Appleby, like many trainers, doesn't leave anything to chance. And uh, I'm sure having someone down at the start was just a keep, keep hold of him and make sure that he behaved, as it were, and he's surrounded by people who knew him. Yeah, it's a question of familiarity, I suppose, then, really. Yeah, I think, uh, again, you know, three-year-old Colts, uh, they they need plenty of exercise, they need plenty of uh, discipline, as it were, and they need to be surrounded by confident people, and that's why I'm sure Charlie will be um, uh, very keen to surround that horse at all times with, with horses, uh, with people that know their horses well. Yeah, yeah. And William Buick seems to be doing a very good job for him. Only two or three winners yesterday, wasn't it, I think? And then, um, I don't know, is it one or two today? I'm not sure. I've lost count now. Two, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah they're, they're running really well, the Appleby horses. And uh, William Buick's running very well. He's his favourite, I think, to be champion jockey this year. He's so nearly was champion last year. Um, yeah, he's a very, very good jockey. Uh, matured into a world-class jockey, and that's why he's running for the great Godolphin team. Yeah, quite. And um, we've got Newbury on Saturday, or on Friday, I think, is it? Have you, have you spotted anything that's sort of worth well, looking out well, for? Well, to be f- the, the Greenham um, is always uh, an interesting race, but it doesn't look as though it's full of horses there that will basically be challenging for Guineas, favouritism or anything like that. And there might be a few each-way horses there. And also the Fred Darling for the for the Phillies will be run as well. But it's not, to be frank with you, a strong uh, a strong group of entries there, and I don't see them threatening uh, victories in either 1,000 or 2,000 guineas. I think it was more significant this this uh, last couple of days. And, and Cachet ran well yesterday, and Nell Gwynn yeah. won for George Bowie and for the High Clare Syndicate. That horse looks so strengthened up. I'd be surprised if she's good enough to win win the guineas. Inspiral is favourite for that one, and the second favourite is from the Ballydor camp. So um, I think um, when it comes to the weekend, I don't think we'll see too many horses pointing uh, to victory in uh, the Guineas in a couple of weeks' time. Noticeable that, uh, first of all, um, Frankie de Tori's had a couple, um, uh, one today, one yesterday, I think I'm right in saying, and also um, that uh, Aidan O'Brien had a horse in, in the uh, the race today. You'd have thought it would have perhaps shown stronger than it did. Well, I think what uh, Aidan probably does is uh, bring horses over to see exactly where they are. Um, Starvinia ran in the Craven and made the running till two hours. I think he'd be pr- probably quite pleased with the way the horse ran by Galileo, so I'm sure he'll get a bit further in time. Uh, but in it's actually the first win in a maiden, Starvinia is actually uh, a bit green and behind the pace. And today, Ryan Moore is keen to make the pace on the horse. So I'm sure educationally, it'll dump the horse the world of good. Also, the Ballydore camp will have a, a bit more of a, an angle on where they are with their with their better three-year-olds, as it were, like Luxembourg and Point Lonsdale. Looking into the future a little bit, um, obviously we've we've sadly lost Galileo. Um, you know, is that going to put them at a, a, a bit of a loss, uh, Cornwall, do you think? 
Well, I think Galileo is the most extraordinary stallion. I mean, uh, Coolmore has saddles wells before that. Galileo to buy. They've had Mongeurs as well, some great stallions. Camelot obviously has lots of winners, who's the son of Mongeur. But uh, I think Coolmore admitted that replacing Galileo would be very, very hard. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I, I think it'll be it'll be tough to find another Galileo. But they've got some great stallions, uh, as have, of course, um, Godolphin, who've got Dubawi, who can, keeps on throwing out great horses. So. Mm. Um, there's plenty of good stallions in the world, but we won't see many like Galileo. No, quite. And what about Frankel? Because he's done quite well, hasn't he? Who, who's got Frankel? Frankel is uh, Carlos Dadzula, uh, who sadly passed away, but Judmont Farms continue racing, and those uh, famous green and pink silks carry on. And Frankel stands in Newmarket at Banstead Manor Stud. Uh, he's done an amazing job. He had the Derby winner last year, so uh, obviously Frankel will be the first to admit he is the best choice of mayors in the world as it were but yeah. he's a son of Galileo and um, it, you know he, he's a slightly different horse to Galileo Galileo's temperament was uh, pretty laid back Frankel was not renowned for being laid back as it were um, hence his guineas win when he won from the front in a spectacular fashion however Frankel's doing an amazing job and statistically he's right up there with the best yeah yeah so looking at the weekend then you, you, you're not over excited about the, the entries at Newbury then uh, you, you wouldn't be going putting your house on any of them no, I don't. I don't think. I think the open affairs, the the trials at maybe the weekend. So um, it, I I think we've probably seen uh, more likely Guineas winner today. Right. Okay. Well, we will uh, uh, catch up with you next week, hopefully, and uh, maybe there'll be a bit more interest. Um, you know, looking at, looking forward to the weekend after next. Then. Absolutely. All the nice horses are coming out now, so there'll be lots of interesting um, trials and races coming up soon. So um, yeah, an exciting time of the year for the flat. Good. Okay, Richard. Well, thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, we do appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, if that's okay. Look forward to it. And now our first visit to Lambourne to catch up with Colin Brown. Colin, you've obviously been watching the flat, the build-up, and we've had a few days of it now. What do you make of it so far? Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? I really love the flat. You just love the breeding and, you know, horses that are just um, so... Uh, it's just a nice little change to the jumping, you know. Yeah. It, it's um, it's very exciting. It really is, and it's, um, of course, it signals summer as well. That's what I always like about it. Well, yeah, let's let's hope summer is around the corner. We've had some pretty cold old weather, to be perfectly honest. Hasn't mm. been that wet this winter a lot of them, but we've had a lot of um, we've had a lot of cold weather. But um, you know, when you've got fillies, they just need a little bit of time to sort of get a bit of sun on their coat and come out. Yeah. It's a bit like the tulips in my garden. They've been sat in bud for a while. In the last two days, it's warmed up and um, whoosh, all of a sudden, the tulips have come out. But we, yeah, we've got some good flat racing now um, coming up in the next uh, few days. Um, where are we? It's, you know, it's just plenty of real good racing. Uh, and today was no exception at Newmarket. Was it a Thursday? Yeah. Um, should I a Wednesday? Should I say no exception at Newmarket? It's been absolutely brilliant racing there, um, and uh, and also you know the first day on Tuesday, I thought there was a couple of horses that impressed me on Tuesday. Appleby's horses are absolutely flying. He won the European Free Handicap with New Science at three to one. And I think the horse that I tipped up to you last week, Ribby, uh, ran in the race. He was made the joint favourite at nine to four. He ran a good race. He was third. He was beaten two and three and a quarter lengths, but 
listeners, if you you know backed him yesterday, you'll be getting your money back soon because he looks a horse that needs to step up and trip, probably go a mile or maybe a mile and one. So watch him next time out. He might have just needed a run. They didn't go too fast. He was keen early, and then he you know he just got a little bit tired. But talking about Appleby, he won that race. He won the Group Three Earl of Sus. Um, Sefter with Master of the Seas who looks a really interesting individual horse that I think we'll see going off to Royal Ascot uh, a little later in the year and um, you know William Buick couldn't stop riding winners on Tuesday no. another winner uh, not just for um, not just for Appleby but Catshay uh, trained by George Bowie this one put her face in the uh, her face in the picture for the 1,000 guineas. So, yeah, we have got some fantastic races um, coming up. We really have, you know. And uh, as I say, on Thursday, well, I think I've not seen a more impressive Craven Stakes winner for a long time. Three and a half lengths at one native trail. And what sort of price do you say this horse is going towards the 2,000 guineas at the end of the month? Seven to four, they were saying it was at the moment. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot, a lot of massive punters might think that's a big price, seven to four, because you know he, he's he's certainly just a fantastic horse and uh, looks a massive, massive um, improver. But it, Charlie Appleby's yard. Go I was going to say, interestingly, um, Aidan O'Brien had a runner in the race as well. Uh, which faded, I think it was fourth at the end of the day. But you know, you and it was ten to one to start with. You you would expect an Aidan O'Brien horse to run better than that, really. I know. Yeah, no, you would. No, you would. But um, you know, the Appleby Yard here. Well, Appleby is a fantastic trainer. He has worked his way up through the ranks. There's nothing fussy about him. There's nothing flashy about him. He's just a right good trainer. And, um, you know, he's got some fantastic horses just going into uh, into the next few weeks. And um, also, I think we you need to be looking out for the weekend. There's a horse called Wild Beauty, trained by him. So that nine to four for the Fred Darden Stakes, and that's at Newbury. But Wild Beauty, I mean, they really think a lot of. Um, and, you know, it went over and, and, and it won out, didn't it? It won out Woodbine. It won a grade one. Um, the Natal mistakes. I mean, that's a that is what I call a fair piece of training, and you know, getting a horse to go over there and win, and comes back here for the Fred Dial. I mean, she's had some great form last day. They weren't afraid to run her, but she is pretty smart. Wild beauty by Franco, of course, and she'll run the weekend, um, and that's at Newbury. But he, he's got plenty of horses to sort of look forward to. He's got state event in the Dubai Duty Free the weekend. It's run once um, it just it ran at Newmarket today, but that, that won't be running. But there's a horse to keep an eye on it. Ran a good race on Thursday um, behind quite a good, decent horse of um, of uh, John Godson's. But no, there's there's plenty of real good racing to look forward to. There really is. And um, looking forward to the, the, the racing coming up. I mean, we've got, you know, the Guineas meeting uh, at the end of the month. And then, you know, be a few horses creeping out now to run in the Derby. Um, you know, it's just it's just a great time of the year, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, you, do 
do you, do you prefer the flat racing or do you, do you like uh, like it all really? I like it all, but I think I edge slightly towards flat racing, yeah, because again, I go back to what I said about the summer. You know, you don't go to Wynn Canton and, and, and sunbathe, do you? You go to Wynn Canton and you know you're going to freeze your what's its off. So, uh, yeah, whereas you go to Salisbury and you can sit in the sun and have a nice drink and it's generally, you know, warm. So I do, I do look forward to it from that perspective, definitely. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Coming back to Appleby, I mean, gosh, he's got some great horses. A really nice horse called Yabir that um, we'll be looking forward to back in this year. It's been out to Maidan, just got beaten last time out at Maidan. But it's running his last three races. It's won Belmont Park, Del Mar, and then second at Maidan, of course, called Yabir. That horse is a horse that's, um, that's heading, I think, to... <clears throat> to um some of the you know the, the the big races towards the end of the month and that will go to Newmarket for the next meeting i think and then on to the coronation cup at epsom but um yeah no i mean just close at hand like this saturday as i say at newbury you know we have got some fine racing we'll talk about that of course again on the fr your friday night show but just just looking forward we're talking about the um you know the horses of uh of um Charlie Appleby's. I tell you what, two, two, two um, few trainers would be a bloody relief that he's not running Native Trial at Newbury or New Science because there's a race here that Rafe Beckett's been mapping out with a horse called Angel Bow, and he's got Frankie Dettori in the saddle. This one won at Longchamp, and that was at the big Longchamp meeting, the great Grand Criterion, and then. It it uh, it run the next time at, at Saint Cloud and won as well with Frankie Victoria in the saddle. So Frankie will be looking forward to riding this one. It's a really smart horse. Apparently, it's been working so well. They're absolutely, you know, can't wait to run it. Angel Blur, it's called, and that's on Saturday. Um, and like I say, the Appleby horses, Native Trail, the New Science. You know, they are well. They're not going to be running there. So that's mm. a that's a that's a great thing, but what, what about, uh, do not. Um, what about um, uh, oh god, I've gone, forgot. Uh, William Haggis. I mean, you know, he you you reckon he's usually on a well, maybe not on a par because he hasn't got the the um, the uh, Godolphin horses, but you know, he's usually up yeah. there, isn't he, with with his his stable? What do you think he's got? Yeah, he he's got plenty of good horses about. He's had a couple of winners in the last week, but he's he's got plenty of horses about. And he's got a couple of chances there at Newbury in the Dubai Duty Free with perfect news. Irish Admiral runs there in the Spring Cup. But, um, you know, the Goldstone Stables kicked off well as well. And in the Spring Cup, there's a horse called Sunday News, I think it's called. That's the one I'm going to get your listeners to have a look out for uh, in the Spring Cup on Saturday. Uh, Sunray Major, it's called. Uh, unless I knew it had a bit of sun in it. Uh, that runs in the um, in the anniversary spring, the thirtieth anniversary of the Spring Cup. But no, coming back to Haggis, you're right. He's got some very very nice horses to look forward to. And there's a few two year olds that I'll be um, just getting the uh, getting the dotting the i's and tick, you know crossing the t's that we'll be giving you in the next um, next month or two. But he's got some very very nice fillies. And he's got some very, very nice colts that have come there, you know, and that yeah. he's really looking forward to running. I, I, I know he's got one um, on Sunday 
uh, its first time out, owned by Sheikh Ahmed Al Maktoum by Kodiak, um, called Razina. And this one goes to Newbury this Sunday, and they do think this is a pretty smart horse. And, um, you know, it's got to, it's going to have some nice entries as the season goes on. And that's the sort of thing you've got to be sort of looking out for, really. But yeah. um, and what about, what about yeah. another one to, to mention we haven't yet is Andrew Balding. I mean, he hasn't, I haven't noticed many of his horses out yet. Um, you know, he's got to be up there, presumably, as well, hasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I was talking to um, an owner of his the other day, and he said his horses are just looking absolutely fabulous. And, uh, you know, he's got about getting on for 200 horses, Andrew. Has he? Uh, yeah, I mean, he really has got some fantastic horses over there. And, yeah, no, he's got plenty of big entries for a lot of his horses that's, that, that are well fancied. Um, and, and some good races come along. I mean, he is out to win the championship this year. He's got some really nice horses that he's going to be taking up the places like Musselburgh the yeah. weekend, you know, uh, and going forward. When you get trainers start doing that, that's when you... You know, that's when you've got to really sit up and sort of just take notice. He's got a very nice horse called Goulwa, G-O-O-L-W-A, uh, entered up for those big races up at Musselburgh. And um, he's got another one uh, called, um, in the same race, it's called Star Calibra. And, of course, he's got, uh, you know, King Power Racing. Now, don't retain Sylvester D'Souza. So... You know, he's got a free reign to go and do what he wants and boarding can use his own jockeys. So I think that sometimes speaks, suits a lot of these trainers, you know what I mean? Mm. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff to come. Just been a little bit cold, but just got warm in the last few days. And, um, you know, the rugs are coming off a few of them. They're starting to whiz up the grass. They could do with a little bit of rain around here. But um, I know we started off a little bit quiet. There's not too much more to report but we have got plenty to report as the season goes forward you know yeah well you keep it coming colin you keep it coming that's what we want and uh you know, it's it's perhaps almost sort of more a question of following trainers rather than the actual horses at the moment isn't it because you know like mm -hmm. we said appleby's sort of flying and um you know uh, uh gosden gosden he's, he's gonna be flying william haggis you know you can sort just of, starting to warm up yeah yeah good okay then colin well thank you for that sir that's a great help and we will be back with you later obviously for your tips for the weekend lovely look forward to it. listeners take care keep listening to this flat program because we will be really ramping up in the next couple of weeks as say just keep looking out for those trainers a few entries going forward but you know we will be getting uh we'll be getting busy soon hopefully tipping you plenty of winners okay colin thanks a lot talk to you later bye-bye well, now it's time to catch up with one of our flat experts, and that is, of course, our good friend Colin Brown. Colin, you've obviously been watching the flat, the build-up, and we've had a few days of it now. What do you make of it so far? Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? I really love the flat. You just love the breeding and, you know, horses that are just um, so... Uh, it's just a nice little change to the jumping, you know. Yeah. It, it's um, It's very exciting, it really is. And it's, um, of course, it signals summer as well. That's what I always like about it. Well, yeah, let's, let's hope summer is around the corner. We've had some pretty cold old weather, to be perfectly honest. It's been mm. that wet this winter a lot. But we've had a lot of um, 
We've had a lot of cold weather, but, um, you know, when you've got fillies, they just need a little bit of time to sort of get a bit of sun on their coat and, and come out. Yeah. It's a bit like the tulips in my garden. They've been sat in bud for a while. In the last two days, it's warmed up and um, whoosh, all of a sudden, the tulips have come out. But, we, yeah, we've got some good flat racing now um, coming up in the next uh, few days. Um, where are we? It's, you know, it's just plenty of real good racing uh and today was no exception at newmarket was it a thursday yeah. um should i a wednesday should i say no exception at newmarket has been absolutely brilliant racing there um and uh, and also you know the first day on tuesday i thought there was a couple of horses that impressed me on tuesday appleby's horses are absolutely flying he won the european free handicap with new science at three to one i think the horse that i tipped up to you last week ribby uh, ran in the race. He was made the joint favourite at nine to four. He ran a good race. He was third. He was beaten two and three and a quarter lengths. But listeners, if you you know backed him yesterday, you'll be getting your money back soon because he looks a horse that needs to step up and trip, probably go a mile or maybe a mile and one. So watch him next time out. He might have just needed the run. They didn't go too fast. He was keen early and then he you know he just got a little bit tired. But talking about Appleby, he won that race. He won the. Group three Earl of Sus um, Sefton with Master of the Seas, who looks a really interesting individual horse that I think we'll see going off to Royal Ascot uh, a little later in the year. And, um, you know, William Buick couldn't stop riding winners on Tuesday. No. Another winner, uh, not just for um, not just for Applebeat, but Catshay, uh, trained by George Bowie. This one put her face in the... Uh, a face in the picture for the 1,000 guineas. So, yeah, we have got some fantastic races um, coming up. We really have, you know. And uh, as I say, on Thursday, well, I think I've not seen a more impressive Craven Stakes winner for a long time. Three and a half lengths at one native trail. And what sort of price do you say this horse is going towards the... 2,000 guineas at the end of the month. Seven to four, they were saying it was at the moment. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot a lot of massive punters might think that's a big price, seven to four, because, you know, he, he's, he's certainly just a fantastic horse and uh, looks a massive, massive um, improver. But it, Charlie Appleby's yard... Go on. I was going to say, interestingly, um, Aidan O'Brien had a runner in the race as well. Uh, which faded, I think it was fourth at the end of the day. But you know, you and it was ten to one to start with. You you would expect an Aidan O'Brien horse to run better than that, really. I know. Yeah, no, you would. No, you would. But um, you know, the Appleby RT or Appleby is fantastic trainer. He has worked his way up through the ranks. There's nothing fussy about him. There's nothing flash about him. He's just a right good trainer. And, um, you know, he's got some fantastic horses just going into uh, into the next few weeks. And um, a horse that I think we, you need to be looking out for the weekend is a horse called Royal Beauty, trained by him. It's about nine to four for the Fred Darling Stakes, and that's at Newbury. But Wild Beauty, I mean, they really think a lot of. Um, and, you know, it went over and, and, and it won out, didn't it? It won out Woodbine, it won a grade one. Um, the Natal mistakes. I mean, that's a that is what I call a fair. He's 
of training and you know getting us to go over there and win and comes back here for the Fred Dial. I mean she's had some great form last day. They weren't afraid to run her, but she is pretty smart. Wild beauty. By Franco of course, and she'll run the weekend um and that's at Newbury. But he he's got plenty of horses to sort of look forward to. He's got state event in the Dubai Judy Free the weekend. That's run once um uh, just uh, ran at Newmarket today, but that, that won't be running. But as a horse to keep an eye on it, ran a good race on Thursday um, behind quite a good, decent horse of um, of uh, John Goldson's. But no, there's there's plenty of real good racing to look forward to. There really is. And um, looking forward to the, the, the racing coming up. I mean, we've got, you know, the Guineas meeting uh, at the end of the month. And then, you know, be a few horses creeping out now to run in the derby um you know it's just it's just a great time of the year isn't it really yeah, uh, yeah. Do, you, do you do you prefer the fat racing or do you do you like I, like it all really i like it all but i think i edge slightly towards flat racing yeah because again i go back to what i said about the summer you know you don't go to win canton and 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 sunbathe do you you go to win canton and you know you're going to freeze your what's it's off so, uh, yeah. whereas you go to Salisbury and you can sit in the sun and have a nice drink and it's generally, you know, warm. So I do, I do look forward to it from that perspective, definitely. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Coming back to Appleby, I mean, gosh, he's got some great horses. A really nice horse called Your Beer that um, we'll be looking forward to back in this year. It's been out to Maidan, just got beaten last time out at Maidan, but it's running... His last three races, it's won Belmont Park, Del Mar, and then second at Maydam, of course, called Yabir. That horse is a horse that's, um, that's heading, I think, to <clears throat> to um, some of the you know the, the, the big races towards the end of the month. Um, that will go to Newmarket for the next meeting, I think, and then on to the Coronation Cup at Epsom. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, just close at hand, like this Saturday, as I say, at Newbury, you know, we have got some fine racing. We'll talk about that, of course, again on the your Friday night show. But just just looking forward, we're talking about the, um, you know, the horses of uh, of um, Charlie Applebee's. I tell you what, two, two, two um, few trainers would be a bloody relief that he's not running native trial at Newbury or New Science because there's a race here that Rafe Beckett's been mapping out with a horse called Angel Bow, and he's got Frankie Dettori in the saddle. This one won at Longchamp, and that was at the big Longchamp meeting, the great Grand Criterion. And then it it, uh, it run the next time at, at Saint-Cloud and won as well with Frankie Dettori in the saddle. So Frankie will be looking forward to riding this one. It's a really smart horse. Apparently, it's been working so well. They're absolutely you know, can't wait to run an angel blur, it's called, and that's on Saturday. Um, and like I say, the Appleby horses, Native Trail, the new science, you know, they are, well, they're not going to be running there. So that's mm. a, that's a, that's a great thing. But what, what uh, about, do you not... um, what about, um, uh, oh God, I've got, I forgot, uh, William Haggis. I mean, you know, he, you, you reckon he's usually on a, well, maybe not on a par because he hasn't got the the, um, the uh, Godolphin horses, but, you know, he's usually up yeah. there, isn't he, with, with his, his stable? What do you think he's got? Yeah, he, he's got plenty of good horses about. He's had a couple of winners in the last week, but he's he's got plenty of horses about. 
And he's got a couple of chances there at Newbury in the Dubai Duty Free with perfect news. Irish Admiral runs there in the Spring Cup. But, um, you know, the Goldstone Stables kicked off well as well. And in the Spring Cup, there's a horse called Sunday News, I think it's called. That's the one I'm going to get your listeners to have a look out for uh, in the Spring Cup on Saturday. Uh, Sunray Major, it's called. Uh, I knew it had a bit of sun in it. Uh, that runs in the um, in the anniversary spring, the 30th anniversary of the Spring Cup. But no, coming back to Haggis, you're right. He's got some very, very nice horses to look forward to. And there's a few two-year-olds that I'll be um, just getting the uh, getting the dotting the i's and tick, you know crossing the t's that we'll be giving you in the next um, next month or two. But he's got some very, very nice fillies. And he's got some very, very nice colts that have come there, you know, that yeah. he's really looking forward to running. I, I, I know he's got one um, on Sunday uh, that's first time out, owned by Sheikh Ahmed Al-Maktoum by Kodiak, um, called Razina. And this one goes to Newbury this Sunday. And they do think this is a pretty smart horse. And, um, you know, it's got to, it's going to have some nice entries as the season goes on. And that's the sort of thing you've got to be sort of looking out for, really. But yeah. um, and what about, what about yeah. another one to, to mention we haven't yet is Andrew Balding. I mean, he hasn't, I haven't noticed many of his horses out yet. Um, you know, he's got to be up there, presumably, as well, hasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I was talking to um, an owner of his the other day, and he said his horses are just looking absolutely fabulous. And, uh, you know, he's got about, Getting on for 200 horses, Andrew. Has he? Uh, yeah, I mean, he really has got some fantastic horses over there. And, yeah, no, he's got plenty of big entries for a lot of his horses that's, that, that are well fancied. Um, and, and some good races come along. I mean, he is out to win the championship this year. He's got some really nice horses that he's going to be taking up the places like Musselburgh the yeah. weekend, you know, uh, and going forward. When you get trainers start doing that, that's when you... You know, that's when you've got to really sit up and sort of just take notice. He's got a very nice horse called Goulwa, G-O-O-L-W-A, uh, entered up for those big races up at Musselburgh. And um, he's got another one uh, called, um, in the same race, it's called Star Calibra. And, of course, he's got, uh, you know, King Power Racing now don't retain Sylvester D'Souza. So... You know, he's got a free reign to go and do what he wants and boarding can use his own jockeys. So I think that sometimes suits a lot of these trainers, you know what I mean? Mm. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff to come. Just been a little bit cold, but just got warmer the last few days. And, um, you know, the rugs are coming off a few of them. They're starting to whiz up the grass. They could do with a little bit of rain around here. But um, I know we started off a little bit quiet. There's not too much more to report but we have got plenty to report as the season goes forward you know yeah well you keep it coming colin you keep it coming that's what we want and uh you know, it's it's perhaps almost sort of more a question of following trainers rather than the actual horses at the moment isn't it because you know like mm -hmm. we said appleby's sort of flying and um you know uh uh Gosden, Gosden. He's, he's gonna be flying william haggis you know you can sort just of... starting to warm up yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, then, Colin. Well, thank you for that, sir. That's a great help. And we will be back with you later, obviously, for your tips for the weekend. 
Lovely. Look forward to it. Listeners, take care. Keep listening to this flat program because we will be really ramping it up in the next couple of weeks. As I say, just keep looking out for those trainers. A few entries going forward, but you know, we will be getting uh, we'll be getting busy soon. Hopefully, chipping you plenty of winners. Okay, Colin. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Well, now it's time to catch up with one of our flat experts, and that is, of course, our good friend Colin Brown. Colin, you've obviously been watching the flat, the build-up, and we've had a few days of it now. What do you make of it so far? Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? I really love the flat. Actually, just love the breeding, and you know, horses that are just um, so—it's uh, just a nice little change to the jumping. You know, yeah. it, it's um, it's very exciting. It really is. And it's, um, of course, it signals summer as well. That's what I always like about it. Well, yeah, let's, let's hope summer is around the corner. We've had some pretty cold old weather, to be perfectly honest. It hasn't mm. been that wet this winter a lot, but we've had a lot of um, we've had a lot of cold weather. But um, you know, when you've got fillies, they just need a little bit of time to sort of get a bit of sun on their coat and, and come out. Yeah. It's a bit like the tulips in my garden. They've been sat in bud for a while. In the last two days, it's warmed up. And um, whoosh, all of a sudden, the tulips have come out. But, we, yeah, we've got some good flat racing now um, coming up in the next uh, few days. Um, where are we? It's, you know, it's just plenty of real good racing. Uh, and today was no exception at Newmarket. Was it a Thursday? Yeah. Um, should I? A Wednesday, should I say? No exception at Newmarket. It's been absolutely brilliant racing there. Um and uh, and also, you know, the first day on Tuesday, I thought there was a couple of horses that impressed me on Tuesday. Appleby's horses are absolutely flying. He won the European free handicap with new science at three to one. And I think the horse that I tipped up to you last week, Ribby, uh, ran in the race. He was made the joint favourite at nine to four. He ran a good race. He was third. He was beaten two and three and a quarter lengths, but... Listeners, if you, you know, backed him yesterday, you'll be getting your money back soon because he looks a horse that needs to step up and trip, probably go a mile or maybe a mile and one. So watch him next time out. He might have just needed the run. They didn't go too fast. He was keen early and then he, you know, he just got a little bit tired. But talking about Appleby, he won that race. He won the Group 3 Earl of Sus um, Sefton with Master of the Seas who looks a really interesting individual horse that I think we'll see going off to Royal Ascot uh, a little later in the year. And, um, you know, William Buick couldn't stop riding winners on Tuesday. No. Another winner, uh, not just for um, not just for Applebeat, but Cachet, uh, trained by George Bowie. This one put her face in the... Uh, a face in the picture for the 1,000 guineas. So, yeah, we have got some fantastic races um, coming up. We really have, you know. And uh, as I say, on Thursday, well, I think I've not seen a more impressive Craven Stakes winner for a long time. Three and a half lengths at one, native trail. And what sort of price do you say this horse is going towards the... 2,000 guineas at the end of the month. Seven to four, they were saying it was at the moment. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot a lot of massive punters might think that's a big price, seven to four, because, you know, he, he's he's certainly just a fantastic horse and uh, looks a massive, massive um, improver. But it, Charlie Appleby's yard... Gone. I was going to say, interestingly, um, Aidan O'Brien had a runner in the race as well. 
which faded. I think it was fourth at the end of the day. But you know, you and it was ten to one to start with. You you would expect an Aidan O'Brien horse to run better than that, really. I know. Yeah, no, you would. No, you would. But um, you know, the Appleby RT or Appleby is fantastic trainer. He has worked his way up through the ranks. There's nothing fussy about him. There's nothing flashy about him. He's just a right good trainer. And, um, you know, he's got some fantastic horses just going into uh, into the next few weeks. And um, a horse that I think we, you need to be looking out for the weekend is a horse called Royal Beauty, trained by him. It's about nine to four for the Fred Darling Stakes, and that's at Newbury. But Royal Beauty, I mean, they really think a lot of um and you know it went over and, and, and it won out didn't it it won out woodbine and won a grade one um the natal mistakes i mean that's a that is what i call a fair piece of training and you know getting a horse to go over there and win and comes back here for the fred dial i mean she's had some great form last day they weren't afraid to run her but she is pretty smart Wild Beauty by Franco, of course, and she'll run the weekend, um, and that's at Newbury. But he, he's got plenty of horses to sort of look forward to. He's got state event in the Dubai Duty Free the weekend. That's run once, um, uh, just around uh, at Newmarket today, but that, that won't be running. But there's a horse to keep an eye on it, run a good race on Thursday, um, behind quite a good, decent horse of, um, of uh, John Goldson's. But no, there's there's plenty of real good racing to look forward to. There really is. And um, looking forward to the, the, the racing coming up. I mean, we've got, you know, the Guineas meeting uh, at the end of the month. And then, you know, be a few horses creeping out now to run in the Derby. Um, you know, it's just it's just a great time of the year, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you put, do you, do you prefer the flat racing, or do you, do you like uh, like it all, really? I like it all, but I think I edge slightly towards flat racing, yeah, because, again, I go back to what I said about the summer. You know, you don't go to Wincanton and, and, and sunbathe, do you? You go to Wincanton and you know you're going to freeze your what's-its off. So, uh, yeah. whereas you go to Salisbury and you can sit in the sun and have a nice drink and it's generally, you know, warm. So I do I do look forward to it from that perspective, definitely. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Coming back to Appleby, I mean, gosh, he's got some great horses. A really nice horse called Your Beer that um, we'll be looking forward to back in this year. It's been out to Maidan, just got beaten last time out at Maidan. But it's run his last three races. It's won Belmont Park, Del Mar, and then second at Maidan, of course, called Your Beer. That horse is a horse that's, um, that's heading, I think, to... <clears throat> to um some of the you know the, the the big races towards the end of the month um, that will go to Newmarket for the next meeting i think and then on to the coronation cup at epsom but um yeah no i mean just close at hand like this saturday as i say at newbury you know we have got some fine racing we'll talk about that of course again on the your friday night show but just just looking forward we're talking about the um you know the horses of uh, of um Charlie Applebee's. I tell you what, two 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 um, few trainers would be a bloody relief that he's not running Native Trial at Newbury or New Sides because there's a race here that Rafe Beckett's been mapping out with a horse called Angel Bow, and he's got Frankie Dettori in the saddle. This one won at Longchamp, 
and that was at the big Longchamp meeting, the great Grand Criterion, and then it it uh, it run the next time at, at Saint Cloud and won as well with Frankie Victoria in the saddle. So Frankie will be looking forward to riding this one. It's a really smart horse. Apparently, it's been working so well. They're absolutely you know can't wait to run an angel blur it's called and that's on saturday um and like i say the appleby horses native trail the new science you know they are well they're not going to be running there so that's mm. a that's a that's a great thing but what, what uh, about, do you not... um what about um uh, oh god i've gone forgot uh, william haggis I mean, you know, he, you you reckon he's usually on a well, maybe not on a par because he hasn't got the the um, the uh, Godolphin horses, but you know, he's usually up yeah. there, isn't he, with with his his stable? What do you think he's got? Yeah, to... he he's got plenty of good horses about. He's had a couple of winners in the last week, but he's he's got plenty of horses about, and he's got a couple of chances there at Newbury in the Dubai Duty Free with Perfect News Irish Admiral runs there in the Spring Cup. But, um, you know, the Goldson Stables kicked off well as well. And in the Spring Cup, there's a horse called Sunday News, I think it's called. That's the one I'm going to get your listeners to have a look out for uh, in the Spring Cup on Saturday. Uh, Sunray Major, it's called. Unless uh, I knew it had a bit of sun in it. Uh, that runs in the um, in the anniversary, spring, the 30th anniversary of the Spring Cup. But no, coming back to Haggis, you're right. He's got some very, very nice horses to look forward to. And there's a few two-year-olds that I'll be um, just getting the uh, getting the dotting the i's and ticket, you know, crossing the t's that we'll be giving you in the next um, next month or two. But he's got some very, very nice fillies, and he's got some very, very nice colts that have come there, you know, and that yeah. he's really looking forward to running. I, I, I know he's got one um, on Sunday uh, that's first time out, owned by Sheikh Ahmed Al Maktoum by Kodiak, um, called Razina. And this one goes to Newbury this Sunday. And they do think this is a pretty smart horse. And, um, you know, it's got it's going to have some nice entries as the season goes on. And that's the sort of thing you've got to be sort of looking out for, really. But yeah. um, and what about, what about yeah. another one to, to mention we haven't yet is Andrew Balding. I mean, he hasn't, I haven't noticed many of his horses out yet. Um, you know, he's got to be up there, presumably, as well, hasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I was talking to um, an owner of his the other day, and he said his horses are just looking absolutely fabulous. And, uh, you know, he's got about getting on for 200 horses, Andrew. Has he? Uh, yeah, I mean, he really has got some fantastic horses over there. And, yeah, no, he's got plenty of big entries for a lot of his horses that's, that, that are well fancied. Um, and, and some good races come along. I mean, he is out to win the championship this year. He's got some really nice horses that he's going to be taking up the places like Musselburgh the yeah. weekend, you know, uh, and going forward. When you get trainers start doing that, that's when you... You know, that's when you've got to really sit up and sort of just take notice. He's got a very nice horse called Goulwa, G-O-O-L-W-A, uh, entered up for those big races up at Musselburgh. And um, he's got another one uh, called, um, in the same race, it's called Star Calibra. And, of course, he's got, uh, you know, King Power Racing now don't retain Sylvester D'Souza. So... 
you know, he's got a free reign to go and do what he wants and Borden can use his own jockeys. So I think that sometimes speaks, suits a lot of these trainers, you know what I mean? Mm. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff to come. Just been a little bit cold, but just got warm in the last few days. And, um, you know, the rugs are coming off a few of them. They're starting to whiz up the grass. They could do with a little bit of rain around here. But um, I know we started off a little bit quiet. There's not too much more to report, but we have got plenty to report as the season goes forward, you know? Yeah, well, you keep it coming, Colin. You keep it coming. That's what we want. And uh, you know, it's it's perhaps almost sort of more a question of following trainers rather than the actual horses at the moment, isn't it? Because, you know, like mm -hmm. we said, Appleby's sort of flying and, um, you know, uh, uh, Gosden, Gosden. He's, he's going to be flying. William Haggis, you know, you can sort Just of... Just starting to warm up. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, then, Colin. Well, thank you for that, sir. That's a great help. And we will be back with you later, obviously, for your tips for the weekend. Lovely. Look forward to it. Listeners, take care. Keep listening to this flat programme because we will be really ramping it up in the next couple of weeks. As I say, just keep looking out for those trainers. A few entries going forward. But, you know, we will be getting, uh, we'll be getting busy soon, hopefully chipping you plenty of winners. OK, Colin, thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Well, that was Colin Brown, and he'll be back with us later on with his uh, regular tips for the weekend. But now we're going to talk to Dave Wilson from Harlequin Racing for his tips for the weekend. Well, good evening, Dave. I hope you're not sat there eating too many of them Easter eggs. No, uh, we've got that diabetic problem, so we don't have the Easter eggs. We just have a bottle of wine instead. Oh, so, OK, uh, then. Yeah, so a lot you go easier. From a diabetic to an alcoholic, I like it. I like your style, mate. That's, That's good. it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got, got one of them, got to get the other one on board now. Oh, right, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to have a look at Newton Abbott this weekend. Uh, obviously, the local meeting that's on, and it's uh, Easter weekend, so a fair few of the listeners may be taking the trek down to the Newton Abbott racetrack, which is very nice down there. And we'll uh, start off with a 12.30. We like the chances in this one of Nappers Hill. Uh, Harry Cobden and Paul Nichols team up with this one. Uh, it's interesting to note that the second favourite, uh, Jenny de la Cour, has had six runs and all of them have been on heavy going. And the going on Saturday is forecast to be good ground. Now, when a horse goes on heavy, it doesn't normally go on good, as, you, as most people will probably be aware of. Yeah. And Nappers Hill, he certainly does go on good. And he was a leading National Hunt bumper horse last season. He won his first five races in a row. And then he, he come out and he got beat by John Bon. He was beat five and a half lengths by John Bon. And then he come sixth in the Betfair Hurdle. And then he run no sort of race up at Sandown in the Paddy Power Hurdle final there. But the form that he's got is going to be very hard for a newcomer who's got form on heavy ground to beat him on the good going that's forecast. Uh, is no prices on the race as we speak, but he's priced up at thirteen to eight in the paper. But I I think it'd be nearer even money or odds on. So uh, just have a look at him in that one there. So that's the first race at Newton Abbott on Saturday. Okay, fine. Moving down the card to the three o'clock, we like the chances of Seddon. Uh, going to be ridden by Adrian Heskin and trained by Harry Whittington. Uh, obviously, Adrian Heskin he rides for the McNeil family. And he rides all their horses, no matter who trains them. So uh, that's why he's on board. It's not a connection that he's got with Harry Whittenden. It's a connection to the owners of Seddon. Uh, good ground looks to be the, the type that this horse really likes. And if you look back through his form card, he's beat not that Fusi 
and he run Elixir nuts to four and a half lengths on going. He didn't take to the chasing scene back in 2020, and they've got him back over hurdles now. He's had time to recover, and he's had one run on good, and that was up at Newcastle, and he weren't too far away from winning that day. And the third horse has come out one twice since, so uh, this fella's priced up at around about five to two, and I think it'd be well worth having a bet on there. So for one o'clock race, seven. Okay, fine. Moving down to the one thirty-seven. God knows how they make these times up or why. Uh, we like the chances of presenting Yates. Uh, Harry Reid takes a ride for Milton Harris. Now, this fellow won three of his last seven races, and uh, the rest of them have been three seconds uh, and a third. No, one second and three thirds, sorry. So that's what he's done in his last seven races. So he's very consistent. And what you've got to remember is some of these races at Newton Abbott on Saturday are very low-grade events. So uh, when you get a nice, consistent horse like presenting Yates turning up, you know what he's going to be able to do, whereas a lot of the others either underachieve or just run to their form. Now, this fan has been given 151 days break by Milton. Uh, his, his last run was back in November, so he'll be fresh. And he's on the going that he likes at 20% or 20.22%. 20, so that's what he's had over the last year with his hurdlers, Milton Harris, who's very good, stable in form, and a horse that's got everything pointing in his race, in his way in this race. So presenting Yates in uh, 137 now. All right, up. Over the page we go to the 2.14 race, and we like the chances here of Eros. It's going to be ridden by Lorcan Williams for Kayleigh Wallacott. Uh, last time out, I was at Wincanton when he ran, and he had every chance when he fell two out. It looked like he was possibly going to win the race. And he's never been out of the first four in his previous five races either, and that's all over fences. And uh, going on the form of a Wincanton run, he, he's got a great chance, and he finished behind, well, forget you not won that race where he fell at the second last. And he's come out and finished third to a horse of uh, Colin Tizard's called Rectory Road. So, obviously, Eros has got some very nice form there. And if he'd stayed on his feet at Wincanton, he would have been first or second. I couldn't guarantee either way around, but it would definitely be there in the mix and in a close finish. So, uh, we'll have a small little bet on Eros in the 2.14 race there. Okay, fine. Moving down to the 249, we're going with uh, Harry Fryhorse here, San Giovanni, going to be ridden by Kevin Brogan. And this fella's had his three uh, qualifying runs, and he's had a 61 day break since then. But he run a horse called Mark of Gold to 22 lengths. I know it sounds a lot, but Mark of Gold won that race by a very, very wide margin. And he's come out since and won a very big race up at Newbury. So the form's not that bad when you consider that San Giovanni was only in there to get his handicap mark. Now, I think his handicap mark of 110 is very low for a horse of this calibre. And obviously, he's had two months off, so Harry's obviously uh, going to have been working him a lot more over them two months. And uh, I think you'll see a different horse turn up in this race here. Uh, don't know what price is going to be at the moment. And uh, the paper price is marked him up at around about four to one so i think that'd be tremendous value there but there is one to take note of uh harry cobden's actually riding for miss martin on light em up nigel who's got a couple of bits of nice form in his card as well but i'm siding up with harry fry the way his horses are running at the moment and we're going to go with san giovanni in the 249 all right you are 
Moving down to the 324, uh, something that we've noted in this race, Le Tueur, or however you pronounce it, I'm never good at French, I always miss that at school. It's going to be ridden by Jamie Moore and it's trained by Peter Bowen. Now, Peter Bowen's over on the west coast of Wales, over in deepest, darkest Carmarthenshire, and he's sending this horse all the way to Newton Abbott. It's his only runner on the card, and it's the only ride that Jamie Moore's got on the card as well. So I think we should take a bit of note of that. Now, he's been second in his last two runs on good to soft, and he hasn't really got any form to note or to actually look at on good going. So I've got a funny feeling... If the stable are sending him all the way there and it's the only runner they're sending there and it's the only ride that Jamie Moore is coming down for, and bear in mind he lives in Surrey, it's uh, going to be one of them interesting eye-openers. So we're going to have a little risky bet on him in that 324 race at Le Tueur. I've got to admit, I love those sort of statistics. One runner on the card, you know, it's it's brilliant, I think. I think it's an absolute open invitation myself, but we'll see, won't well, we? Well, we're jockeying. The jockey's coming from Surrey to Newton Abbott and the horse is coming from deepest, darkest Carmarthenshire yeah. to Newton Abbott. So there's a lot of fuel expenses in there for a horse that's uh, the yeah. only one they've got on the card. Yeah. So uh, eye openers and just have a little look at him. No, I agree with you. So moving down to the 359, we'd like a horse here. <laughs> for, it's called Calyptra. I think that's how you pronounce it. Got no idea. Uh, it's going to be ridden by Brendan Powell, and it's trained by Colin Tizard. Now, this horse has got some very, very good form, and he's got some very, very poor form. And it's now been moved from Harriet Brown's into Colin Tizard's stable. And there was an interview on TV with Colin, uh, Joe Tizard, sorry, about a month ago. And they've taken the top four of the Sherborne Utilities horses under their wings again for Sid Hosey. And uh, obviously, this is one of them. The first one that came out, it bolted up at Wing Cannon about five or six weeks ago called Lucky Lara. And these four was put back in with Colin Tizard in the early February time, I think it was. So uh, this is one to note because it, it's good form. It is in handicap about £10 well off. And it's poor form. It's about £10 overweight. So if there's any money going around on the circuit for it, I'd be jumping all over this one. But I've got a funny feeling it's now back in with the Tizard stable and I think it's going to settle down and it's going to produce some good form. So we're going to go with it in the 359 there. Calyptra. Rightio. I remember reading now, about that in the uh, paper. About this, this yeah. guy going back sort of cap in hand almost to uh, to Joe. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, Freddie Gingle, who's uh, Colin's grandson, rode one for him up at Newbury, uh, trained under Sid Hose's own name, who's the main man behind uh, Sherborne Utilities. So uh, when you see that he said in that interview that they've got the four best Sherborne Utilities horses under their wing, yeah. this is obviously one of them. So it, it's something to have a look at. And uh, I think it's priced up at around about 7-1 at the moment. I don't think that'll stay there too long. I no, think they'll be uh, all over that one. So, okay. anyway, moving on to the last race on the card, the 334, uh, I think it is, 434, yeah. 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 Now, this is an absolute donkey derby. If you want to have a bet in this one, just put the numbers on a dartboard and throw a dart at them and see which one you pick. <laughs> it's absolutely dire. It's, well, I don't think you'd even get the poor, poor 
event on Blackpool Beach with the donkeys, to be honest. But if you've got, as I say, if you've got to have a bet in it, just throw the dart at the thing. You've got more chance of picking a winner than looking through the form of these. I think they've got one one win between them on about forty eight races. Yeah. So it's yeah. just absolute. Absolutely tosh. So we're going to leave that one alone. But right. as I say, like, have a good look at Calyptra and we like uh, San Giovanni of Harry Fry's. That's the two best bets we think are on the card there at Newton Abbott. And a uh, good friend of mine's going down there. He's standing up on uh, being a bookmaker there on Saturday, and that's Gary Wiltshire. Oh, the old belly from Matelli is going down, yeah. and uh, I, I think he'd be representing Bresbet there on the day, but he, he'd give me a bell earlier and ask if I was going down, but unfortunately I'm not, because I've got the pigeons racing. All right, so yeah. uh, we're going to have to see what's going on there, but if anyone's down there, go on and say hello to Gary, he's a lovely guy, and uh, you know, he'll give you a story or two. So, I'm sure have a nice he will. Down there. I'm going yeah. to football, so uh, that'll be me sorted out, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Lovely. Okay, well, take care, everyone, and just remember it's low grade racing. Don't be getting big betting. Yeah, right. Okay, Colin. Uh, Colin. What's your name again? Dave, isn't it? Dave. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> Dave, yeah. <laughs> You've got a television station, no, all, haven't you, mate? I know. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. That, no okay, worries. mate. Thanks. Have a happy Easter for everyone. And you, and lay, and lay off the Easter eggs, right, mate? I will do. Right. <laughs> Cheers, Dave. See you soon. Hello, mate. It's time to catch up with Colin Brown. Well, morning, Colin. Up in Newcastle. Why are you, Pat? Yeah, absolutely, mate. That's where I am. Yeah. Up in Newcastle. I was at Exeter on Thursday evening. Stayed in a little hotel near Bristol. Got up at three this morning. Jumped on the aeroplane at seven because there was obviously big queues for the, you know, getting through security because everybody's going to Ibiza or Tenerife or Coz or somewhere. And I'm at Newcastle, so there we go. Yeah, whacking away. And we've got some good racing for Saturday. Indeed, we have. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Should we start off up at? Um, should we start off up at uh, Newcastle? No, Newcastle. That's where we are. Should we start at Haydock? Haydock's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a, it's a great card at Newcastle for by the time you listeners. Uh, listen to this, uh, it will be over, but some fantastic prize money and a great card at Newcastle um, on the Friday. But no, we'll start at, um, I've got some of this neat way bet. There's quite a big price in the 319 at Haydock on Saturday. It's called Oakley. It's trained by Richard Bandy, small trainer who's just building his string up, doing really well. Only one at Haydock, at um, Stratford last time. It's got some pretty good form, actually, in good hurdle form as well. And I think it won't be too far away. It's called Oakley. That's the one I fancy uh, in the uh, in the three nineteen up there at um, <clears throat> up there at Haydock Park. Um, okay. Right, moving across. There's uh, there's a horse that's trained by Mrs Hamilton up the north. Can't stop winning. Can't stop winning. It's called Bavington Bob. What race are we in now? The, 3.52 at Haydock Park, Babington Bob, 3.52. And uh, I think that one's got a real good chance. I mean, it's, it's the time of year where you can actually just, you know, horses have been going on all season and uh, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's also the ground changes and a lot of these horses want sort of better ground. So it's the sort of time of year that's... Always quite interesting, and at Exeter yesterday, actually, I had quite a good evening because um, Dave Piper had a couple of winners there that I thought were good things. 
and there was a couple of other horses running there that all they wanted was better ground and that's what we've really got on the turf at the moment um so <clears throat> we're going we're going to leave um Haydock Park if okay. that's okay with you yeah and we'll have a little run down to Lingfield Park. Now, Lingfield Park actually should have been Brighton, but um, there's a few goings on at, Bright at Brighton that, um, you know, a few refurbishment things that aren't quite finished. So they are racing. Uh, they've taken their meeting down there to, uh, to Lingfield Park. So that's where we are. And I think actually in the first race at Lingfield at 4.25, number one mythical madness could win for David and Mira. He owns this one himself. He's an old horse, but he's dropping down the handicap and won't be the biggest surprise if any went here at Lingfield for uh, for the racing. On Saturday, it's like a late afternoon race racing, if you like. So just one of those sort of days, you know? Yeah, indeed I do. Um, so they'd, be just, they'd suit you, really, because the time you got up and sort of got along, and the first race at about four o'clock will be so quite yeah. easy for you to make, yeah. isn't it? You're absolutely right. It would be perfect for me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there we go. I yeah, should, be, I should be enjoying the delights of Hewish Park, mate. Ah, okay. Yes, you will be. So who, who wins who wins the uh, who wins the, the the cup final or the semi finals? Well, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea or Crystal Palace, one of them. Okay, well, I think it'll be Chelsea because that's my club. Oh well, we shall see, won't we? Quite we honestly, will. I don't, I don't, don't really give a stuff because my team aren't there, so I'm not even. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, you know, I'm not even good, good enough to get there. No. Right, let's concentrate on the racing in the five thirty at Lingfield. There's a horse called Rock Girl, I think, can win. Safi Osborne rides. It's trained by George Bowie. His horses are doing really well. They're in fantastic form. And uh, this one is nicely bred, goes back to some good French guineas form. Uh, this one's breeding by Profitable, and I think that will win. Probably Rock Girl, he gets them ready first time out, and I don't think that one will be far away. Um, well, we have one more bet here at the yeah, area, one more bet here at, um, at Lingfield Park. There's one trainer who's doing really, really well. There's quite a few that do well, but there's one trainer, Mark Lochnane. I mean, he's been spending like 500 grand on horses this week in the sales. He's obviously got some very good uh, punters. And he runs one here called Our Gahid. And it's in the sixth third. I think that'll win. It's um, tumbling down the handicap. Well, not tumbling, but coming down the handicap. So we've run some real good races. And I think this one will win. Algaheed, it's called. Okay. So we'll have a little, we'll have a look at that one if you like. Um, right, E O. Um, we've got racing, you know, up, up there at the uh, Musselburgh as well. Have you ever been to Musselburgh? No, never been to Musselburgh. I mean, you really, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. But yeah, no, there's some good. There is good racing up all up and up and down the country, but too much to cover sometimes. Um, but listen, let's uh, have a little nip down to Newton Abbott now. Is that all right? We're going to leave yeah. Lingfield, go to Newton Abbott. And uh, there's a novice hurdle down there that a horse called Nappers Hill should win for the um, Nichols and Cobbton team. I mean, he's obviously 
uh, you know, it's run on better races than this, but it's not going to be a great price because he's obviously securing his trainer's title, which he'll be picking up at Sandown Park next Saturday, I believe. So Napa's Hill looks a good thing. One for your doubles and trebles. I always like to put a good thing in the doubles and trebles. It just helps you if they go on and win. It really does, you know, build it up a little bit, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, second race there, the three o'clock. I like number four. The horse called Rock on Rocker. It's trained by Tom George. Um, it's won three or four races this year. It has gone up the handicap a bit, but I think it's still fairly well handicapped. Um, and it's a summer ground horse. So Rock on Rocko, listeners, to take the one o'clock down there at Newton Ever. I love Newton Ever. It's a great track, um, quite tight, but smashing little track. Right, there's a horse that I've been keeping a bit of an eye on this year, and he's a Big improver. He dropped down the handicap by about £12. And he won the last day at Plumpton when I was there on March the 22nd. He's called Morphe and he runs in the 137 at Newton Abbott. I think he'll take an awful lot of beatings. Good little trainer, Seamus Mullins. He's a, he's a cousin of Willie Mullins, of course, um, who, well, as everybody saw at Cheltenham, just practically wiped up. But um, yeah, I think this horse will win Morphe at Newton Abbott. Okay. Right. Let's have a look at the next little maiden hurdle there. Um, I like maiden hurdles, novice hurdles, because often there's, you know, quite a few of the runners that really haven't got any chance because they're horses that probably need to get handicapped marked. They're not good enough to be competing with some of these horses. So it's always just good to uh, look through these races and see what you can find. And I think light them up, Nigel can win. Um, horse number eight uh, is it's uh, is called Light Em Up Nigel. No, and it's not. It, it's a, Are you in the 214? Uh, yeah, 249. Oh, 249. Yeah, 249. Ah. Uh, Light Em Up Nigel, that's called. Yeah, I've got it now. Yeah, uh, trained by a small trainer up on Exmoor for the Bradley Partnership, Miss Martin. She's called, she trains on a lovely part of Exmoor. I think that. Um, I think that will go and win. Okay. So I did. I did speak to Mary last week. She was going off to have all her national bets. I don't know whether she backed the winner or not. I haven't spoken to her this week, but um, let's hope she did. She will cycled up the shop and had her money down. She backed the national winner. She sure would have had a few martinis. I would have thought on Saturday night, wouldn't you? I would imagine so, especially if she had the winner. Yeah. Absolutely. How did I? How did I do in the national? Just out of interest. Uh, you did. Lost in translation. Any second now. Delta work. Second. Fortescue. Okay. And Desa uh, Abba. Oh, so, so you a went, couple you of went, places. You went second and third, basically. Hmm. Oh well, better than the kick in the teeth, I suppose you have to say. Well, provided you've done them each way, of course it is. Yeah. So look, that's what I was. I was back each way if they're about you know five to one and bigger because I don't see the point in not really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, we are going to go to um, one second. Sit still. We are going to go to uh, Newbury now. Okay, Newbury it is. Um, New, it's a great race in Newbury. That's where I am tomorrow. And we've all got eight race cars. But uh, even so, it's just fantastic racing at Newbury tomorrow. It really is. Um, 
Haggis's team are in very good form. He runs a horse called Ilara, who won a Group 3 at Newbury the back in the last year. That was the St. Simon Stakes, beat Max Vega. And I would say this is where he'll uh, begin again in the winner's enclosure, I would say. So that's the one I'd like to be on there. It's a horse called Ilarab. The main danger to him could be also ran well in the Queen's Vars called Stole, but he's possibly wanting to go up a little bit more and trip. But I think um, he'll run a big race. But for me, I think um, I think he will win. That's Ilarab. Okay, Second fine. race at Newbury. Second race at Newbury is the Fred Darling Stakes. It's a Group Three for the Phillies, and again, a really, really strong race. This one is a Wild Beauty, the likely favourite. We were talking about on, on the flat program the other night about Appleby and what what good form he's in. He's got a horse that won at Woodbine uh, called Wild Beauty, and that's the one that I think can win. Around about five to two, three to one, you'll get for the two twenty-five eighty, and it's called Wild Beauty. Radio. We've got the Greenham Stakes. It's a real good race. And uh, as I say, as we speak, we're, I'm at Newcastle. Some good form with a horse called Gubas. But I don't think he'll take this uh, race today because there's a horse in it that I think is a massive improver. It's called Angel Blur, ridden by Frankie Dettori. And that's what I think will win the Watership Down. Too darn hot Greenham Stakes, of course. It's uh, sponsored by... Uh, watership down stud. Um, so that is a hot race. We've got the uh, High Clear Thoroughbred Racing 30th Anniversary Spring Cup. Gosh, they've been going a long time. They have runners up and down the country every day of the week, and it's a very hot race, this one, I must say. Um, and uh, there's a horse in it that, you know, could just getting the three at a big price, and that's a horse called Oh, This Is Us. He's getting on a bit of this horse. He's won 16 of his 82 races, but you know, really runs a bad race, and it wouldn't be the biggest surprise if he ran a massive race in here. Tom Marquan, the Rise Irish Admiral for uh, uh, William Haggis, has just beaten at Donny last time. He was a little bit unlucky, if you like, Irish Admiral, but... Um, he wasn't beaten very far, and I don't think he'll be far away for the Haggis stable. He was fourth in the Lincoln, runs in the Spring Cup here at Newbury. Right. Um, oh, there's a maiden, um, Dory rides a horse called Honiton by Dark Angel, owned by Godolphin, just had the one run, probably run quite well. Um, Hannon's got a runner in it that was quite well beaten first time up. It's one of those races that is pretty wide open. But um, Marcus Tregoning runs a lovely horse here. out of a good mare called Unadir, and it's called Noras. It's by See the Stars, a three-year-old. It is a cracking-looking horse. I don't know what price it will be, but whatever it does today, it will improve. So I'm going to tell everybody to have a small each way, watch it, and whatever it does today, it'll improve a ton. It's a very nice horse. Not Norass, it's called. Trained by Tregoning and ridden by um, Crowley. So that's my lot, really, for Saturday's racing listeners. Let's hope we get a few winners, Aidy. Let's hope we do, indeed. Yeah, it'd be nice. 
just uh, I've got to plant some potatoes tomorrow, so I should be planting potatoes and keeping an eye on the TV at the same time. You're keen on potatoes, aren't you? I do like a few <laughs> decent, nice new potatoes. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> okay. Listen, I've got to go now. Yeah. I'll speak to you later. Okay, have a Take good care. day. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that, as they say, is that. Another two hours of racing show for you. But the sun's scheduled to be out the weekend, so hopefully we can all have a nice bit of sunshine and some great racing. So, thanks for joining us here on the Bresbet Racing Show, and make sure you join us again same time next week. Oh, and a happy Easter to you all. <laughs>